I just think realizing the talent level um, that you're going against, you know, on a daily daily basis is um, definitely kind of my wow moment. to the wild sports podcast i am your host david graff we've got an awesome episode today folks i'm talking awesome we have the governor yes no not mark gordon we have logan wilson on the podcast with us he's coming up here we talked to him about his first season in the nfl playing video games and what I should be doing in Casper. I wanted to get the scoop from a real Casper native. So that interview is coming up. We're going to start off, talk a little high school hoops from around the state, specifically a huge matchup this Friday. And I'm talking huge, like Lawson Lovering huge. Yes, he and his central team are going up against East. It should be a big-time game. And really exciting to watch. So we'll dive into that with Robert, who covers both these teams for Wild Sports in depth. He's the man for Cheyenne High School hoops. No one better to talk to. And, of course, he's here every week. So can't wait to dive into that. And then on the back half of the podcast, we'll wrap it up, talk a little bit about Marcus Williams. Guys, kind of impressive. And we're not the only ones noticing. We'll talk a little poke hoops and wrap up the podcast for you. But first, Robert, how's it going this week? Mr. David Graff, what's happening, my man? It's another day. Nothing to complain about, like you always say. Oh, you know, can't complain. Just living the dream down here, a couple hours south of you, the capital city. How are you doing up there in Casper? You gone to any golf simulators lately? <laughs> you'll you'll hear about the golf simulators coming up. Logan and I dive into that one, try to figure out which one is the best one here in Casper. I have not hit any golf simulators. No, just been working hard, working away, trying to master the TV game here in Casper. You're looking good. You're looking good on the screen, my man. You're looking good. <laughs> Trying to, man. You got to you gotta stay pretty in this TV business is what I'm learning. Well, let's dive right in. Let's just talk about this hoops game specifically on Friday. East Central. I mean, I, I, I don't follow these teams as in-depth as you do, but I know this is a huge matchup. So just tell us a little bit about it. Central and East going to be a big game as always. Has advertised every year. It seems every year these two teams are good. And even if they're not that good, it's still a good game. It's that it's that rivalry, that cross-town rivalry uh, featuring two of the best players in the state, former guests on the podcast, Graydon Buell from East and Lawson Lovering from Cheyenne Central. Buell leads the, leads the state in scoring. 
Uh, class 4A leads the state in scoring. Lawson leads the state in rebounding. The big seven-foot guy down there. You know, he has to be leading the state in rebounding. But um, it's going to be a great game. I'm excited. I can't wait. Jeremiah has given me the chance to go over there and cover it. So it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I don't know, man. I you're going to ask me for a prediction and I'm not, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. I don't know how to handle that right there. Cause East is eight, you know, central seven and one. East is only undefeated team in a four a they're going to have to lose eventually. Will it be on Friday night? I can't tell you. That's fair. I won't ask you to give a prediction. But I will ask you, you went to Cheyenne East. You played basketball. Tell me, what's your favorite East Central basketball memory? My favorite East Central basketball memory is I wasn't playing in the game. It was my freshman year. We were watching, I remember. And this is uh, might not be a good memory, but it's pretty hilarious uh, I know a lot of pe- people were pretty weren't a lot of people weren't happy about it, but uh, a fellow on East hit a game-winning shot, what would have been the game-winning shot, and he ran by the Cheyenne Central student section and gave him the old finger, both hands. That's I don't that shouldn't be my favorite. Favorite should be me playing, but that's that was pretty entertaining at the time. <laughs> I'm sure as a high school freshman, you're just you're eating that up. You're loving it. You're oh loving yeah, it. you know, high school, you're eating that up. You're loving okay. that. It's it's not even wow, that's hilarious. Well well tell me one from your playing days then. Playing days. I don't know. I there's not too much stands out to me to be completely honest with you. Nothing really, nothing really, uh, just sticks out. So you've told me that when these two schools meet in an athletic competition, it's always going to stand out. Yeah. And that, that sequence I just told you about really stood out. (laughs) Nothing that happened to me though. Nothing, nothing really happened to me. The games of course were good games. They were close, but nothing I mean, I was just your average role player. I wasn't game-winning shots or. You're still sitting there, man. Nothing extreme. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing that. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm thinking hard. All right. Well, if it comes to, let's get back to this Friday's game. We talk a lot about loss and lovering. I mean, it's hard not to when he's seven feet tall and headed to a Pac-12 school out of a state like Wyoming where it's it's a huge deal when a kid signs with the home state school, let alone when they go to a school that's as quality as the Pac-12. So tell me a little bit about Graydon Buell and his basketball game because we know about him from the football field the gridiron but what's his game like on the court it's like when he's back there under center in the pocket uh balls in his hands good things happen and 
he's top five in the state in scoring, rebounding, and assists. So that goes that goes for right there. Uh, I know the first couple weeks through the season, I think he was averaging a double double. Now at one point in points and in rebounds, and then averaging about five assists a game. So he just distributes the ball well. Uh, he he shoots a lot of free throws and he makes his free throws because he attacks the rim really aggressively and it's hard for guys to stop him. He's pretty big and strong, so they can't stop him. So they foul him and he goes to the free throw line. And if he's not attacking the basket, then, uh, he's pulling up from behind beyond the arc. And I mean, Goes in a good amount of time. I don't know off the top of my head. I could tell you. I could pull it up. But I bet you he's shooting uh, close to 40% from the three-point line. So That's no joke. Well, let's wrap it up here. I want to know one last thing. Outside of Graydon and Lawson, what, what should we be paying attention to heading into this matchup on Friday? I know you don't want to give a prediction. So let's just wrap it up with this. Well, East role players are going to be be a huge factor, but uh, I think Nathaniel Talich for Cheyenne Central, he's he might be the X factor of the game. He's really good on defense and, and transition, and that's where East thrives as well. So it might be a fast game, but I think Nathaniel Talich could ultimately be the X factor, his ability to score. And he's just he's I just like watching him play a lot. He's really good. He's fun to watch play. They also have Brady Sorbo, Brock's brother, another friend of the pod. Nathaniel and Brady are both top five in the state in scoring. So it it should be a fun one. It's definitely gonna be a fun one. Anytime you get a seven footer headed to the Pac twelve going up against a undefeated team and you mix in that these are crosstown rivals. I, I wish I could be there for this game because this game is going to be awesome. The intensity, the amount of passion that the kids obviously are going to lay out there. It, it's going to be sweet. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to follow along with you on Twitter at our Munoz 307. Robert, I'm sure we'll be tweeting plenty of updates Tons of insight there. And honestly, it, this game sounds awesome. Truly awesome. Another thing that's awesome is our interview coming up right now with Logan Wilson, former UW Poke, current Cincinnati Bengals linebacker. He just finished up his rookie season in the NFL. A very interesting rookie season given all of the things that he and all the other rookies in the NFL this year had to overcome. So we talked to him about that. We get into uh, he he enjoys playing Fortnite. So Robert asked him a few questions about his gaming style. And then I, I just had to know from a Casper native, like what, what exactly I should be doing that I'm not doing. And you'll find out what, what Logan says. And maybe you want to do some of those things on your next trip up to Casper here. So enjoy this interview with Logan Wilson right now. 
All right, we are super excited. Couldn't be more excited, honestly, to have Logan Wilson on the podcast with us. Logan, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. How are you guys? Man, it's always a great day in Wyoming, that's for sure. Yeah. Can't complain at all. Can't complain. So I want to start. You're probably in one of the weirdest and most disadvantaged rookie classes in NFL history, given that, one, you guys didn't even really get a traditional draft experience, and then you don't get all of the workouts and the training and in-person stuff that you get when you enter the league. So can you just tell us, what was that like for you as a player entering the NFL? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely weird, Um, but I think the whole year of 2020 was weird. Um, you know, and those are like those things you mentioned, those are things that, um, you know, you could look at it as excuses or, um, just kind of go with what you got, you know, um, everyone that was dealt the same, same hand and how you play those cards is just kind of, um, you know, what, I, what my focus was going through all that, but it was definitely weird, you know, especially like, um, you know, just going to that first NFL season and playing football games in front of zero fans. And I don't, I, I can't recall a time I've ever done that in my life. Um, even when I was playing like midget football is what we call it in Casper. Um, when I was playing that, I still had fans. And so like my parents and stuff. And so, um, it was definitely a whole, a weird year, but like I said, that's kind of 2020 in general. Yeah. I can only imagine what it's like having, Usually you're playing in front of a massive crowd in the NFL. Obviously you hadn't experienced that yet, but Wyoming has some good fans. There's some good crowds during your years for sure. So I want to ask, what was your, like, wow, this is the NFL moment? Um, I don't know if I had, like, a specific moment. I think it was uh, maybe, like, in the first couple of games just realizing how – really how good everyone is truthfully um you know you're when you come in from high school to college you know everyone's the best at their respective high schools um and they're coming to college to you know still win games but then it's an, even another select few like that that group is even downsized in the amount of people that make it to the nfl too so um just i just think realizing the talent level um that you're going against you know on a daily daily basis is um, definitely kind of my wow moment. You've, you've always been a playmaker. I mean, in high school, you were just, you were just a playmaker on defense. You were a ball hawk, uh, at UW, you just made plays. Um, in the NFL, is it the, kind of the foundation and just, you have to be so disciplined in your position. Has that taken away your ability to be as big of a playmaker as you were growing up and in college? No, I don't think so. I think it's just, a matter of getting comfortable in the scheme of the defense and understanding um, when you can do certain things based on a given circumstance, if that makes sense. Like, based on a certain play, when you should do this, and, and you know, just the little things like that throughout the scheme um, of the defense. You played against Lamar Jackson, obviously, and you had that interception. We know he's one of the most dynamic players in the NFL. How, how tough is it to really, I mean, because there's a couple plays where you had to, Breakdown, QB spy. Uh, I mean, how tough is it really to kind of get to that guy in space? Because I know you had at least one QB hit on him. Yeah, I mean, he's he's like a a running back playing quarterback in terms of his 
um, his shiftiness and his speed, truthfully. Um, Grant, I didn't really, when we played him, um, he was, I think he was a little banged up with a knee, so he wasn't like full 100%. Um, and then I missed the last game where they, where we played him. And, um, but he's, there's a reason why he won MVP. I'm just going to say that because he's a, he's a hell of a football player. Um, talking about being banged up and whatever, uh, were those last games of the season, were those the first games of your career that you'd missed, uh, because of an injury? Yeah. Um, well, the game that I first game I missed this season was from my concussion was the first game that I've missed since um, my freshman year of high school football, and that kind of put things into perspective. Just like under like, obviously injuries are a part of this game, like everyone knows that, but um, that kind of put in perspective. Like it sucks getting injured, but at the same time, you know I've been pretty blessed to get to this point and to not have missed any games or have any major injuries. Knock on wood. So um, that those those two injuries definitely put things into perspective for me. Yeah. And, uh, how, how's your anchor ankle feeling? Is it pretty, feeling pretty well? Yeah. Yeah. It's feeling better. Awesome. I know you're a big gamer. What, <laughs> what have you been playing? What have you been playing lately? Is it just been Fortnite or what else, what else is on the, you play PlayStation or Xbox? Um, I have a PS five and I play, okay. so I've also have a PC too. So I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty, geeked out in the gaming um but i i play like i play like to play warzone and then um i'm actually going to be participating in the twitch streamer bowl for Fortnite, um which i'll be able to play with a couple some streamers um the draft for is like the january 26th i believe and um the like the pool prize will be like donating money to a charity of your choice which so it's kind of a cool little experience that you know i'll be participating in the Super bowl itself is february 4th and i will try to be putting that on my twitch channel so i noticed that you have been back in laramie working out with the guys who are currently at uw what does it mean to come back and kind of be that guy the big dog who's in the nfl and is wants to give back to the guys that he played with (laughs) just something I, I think I've always done is just wanted to give back to people around me, you know, spread knowledge and just kind of help guys that want to make it to that level. And that's what just kind of what I've been doing is just trying to show guys, you know, what to do. Um, <clears throat> like things that I did my senior year of college that helped that worked for me, you know, and uh, like cause my senior year was my best year of football. And so, um, you know, guys like Aiden Everhart are trying to have a good season and, um, you know, I'm just kind of showing him the right things to do, like nutrition-wise, um, taking care of your body, just little things like that, and h- helping him understand, like, that the little things are what's going to separate you from the rest of the group. And, um, you know, I just I just enjoy – I want to help people be successful, and that's just kind of, um, you know, how I live my life. Shout-out to Aiden. We love him here on the podcast. When did you know that – you had a chance to actually make the NFL. You mentioned that your senior year was your best year, but when did it really feel like it could become a reality? Um, I think probably after my redshirt sophomore year, I realized there was a there was a chance. Um, yeah, but like like I said, there was at the time though, it wasn't really anything I was 
necessarily focused on, you know, it's kind of focused on the task at hand and, um, just understand that, you know, that stuff, that stuff will come when the time comes. And that was kind of my, um, mindset as I went through college. I know the senior bowl is coming up or EC senior bowl. I know you kind of, that, that was big for you to get drafted. What, how did that offer, how did that opportunity kind of pave the way for you to get drafted? I mean, it's an, it's an opportunity of a lifetime. You get a chance to be in front of, uh, I don't know what, how, how many people, but there's a lot of people that, you know, from different NFL teams, you know, scouts, GMs, uh, player personnel, you know, there's just so many people there that, um, you know, look into that week um, because it's an opportunity where you get guys who are maybe from smaller conferences who have an opportunity to compete against guys from, um, you know, power five conferences. And so it's just a big opportunity. Um, and, you know, I, I like to think I took full advantage of it. Your nickname is the governor here in Wyoming. So that, that to me seems like guys just gravitate towards you and want to be around you. So who do you hang out with on the Cincinnati Bengals? I know this year you were a low man on the totem pole as a rookie, but what was what was it like when you weren't playing football? Well, to be honest, we couldn't even really hang out with anyone else outside of football. Um, the COVID rules of the NFL, we weren't even allowed to have uh, more than, I think, you weren't allowed to be with more than three people total, um, like in a group setting or whatever outside of the facility. Um, so, I, you know, I mainly, like, when I was in the facility, though, I'd mainly hang out with the the rookies and, you know, just, um, obviously you just get to know them, I think a little better because you're all in the same draft class. And, uh, I just think that's kind of the nature of how things worked out. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a whole lot of sense. The COVID rules are obviously not nearly as strict here in Casper, Wyoming. I'm living in Casper. So I know you're okay. from, I know you're from Casper. So I got to ask, what, what should I be doing here in Casper in my free time or whatever that I, I, I just can't miss out on? Oh, man, you're going to put me on like that. Yeah, you're the governor, man. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'm pretty low-key, though, so it just depends. Obviously, this time of year, it's kind of hard to do some things outside because of the, you know, the weather. Um, but, you know, I don't know if you like golfing. There's, like, there's golf simulators in Casper you could go to. Um, you know, there's, there's good restaurants like Fire Rock is a good one. Wyoming Ale Works. Um, those are two of my favorites. Um, it just depends on what you like to do, truthfully. You're, you're kind of nailing me here with, uh, cause I do love to golf and I do love Wyoming Ale Works. Actually, I'm going to go there after we get done with this interview tonight, but I got to ask, since there are a few around town, which one is your favorite? Which simulator is your favorite? Now, I don't want you to alienate anybody, but I, I just got to <laughs> know because it, it's kind of a hot topic, hot debate here. Well, it's funny you say that because I haven't, I don't even think I've been to the any other one but the Durban Street one. Okay. At Durban Street Golf. Okay. So I, I don't I don't really want to make a uneducated decision on that topic. <laughs> Well, I'll take your word for it uh, because I, I actually I was I was talking with a couple guys recently 
and we were talking how like the sand trap it's intense over there it's intense over at gaslight social you just never know so like if you see an open one you you just got to go full force because you never know what somebody's gonna say yeah i mean i didn't even i didn't even know gaslight had gaslight social had one so i'm learning about all these all these new ones which is good (laughs) Uh, more places to try out yeah exactly exactly you can you can figure out which one's the best and then when we talk again we we can have a real debate on this conversation, which obviously yeah. obviously will annoy everybody, but it'll be worth it. <laughs> Thank you, Logan. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be a little more educated. <laughs> Thank you, Logan, for the time. <laughs> really appreciate it. And uh, good luck with working out this offseason and getting ready for uh, your second year in the NFL. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Cincinnati Bengals linebacker, former UW Polk, and probably future one-day governor of Wyoming, if that's the path that he wants to take. It is, after all, his nickname. Now, I don't know if that's something that's in his future, but Logan Wilson, really appreciate him giving us some time here. Been a lot of effort trying to get him on the podcast, but finally... When we had him on, couldn't have expected anything better. Honestly, it was it was a great time talking to him. And shout out to Molly, who helps represent Logan for her help in setting up that interview. Really appreciate her and her time for uh, making that happen. Want to wrap up the podcast here, talking a little UW hoops, the pokes. They've been uh, they've caught fire again. They're back to their winning ways under Jeff Linder. And Marcus Williams specifically is on a tear. He was named Mountain West Men's Basketball Player of the Week last week. In two wins over Nevada, he averaged 20.5 points, four assists, and three rebounds. And not to mention, this guy's a freshman. He's a, he's a kid out there, and he's balling, balling. He had 20 points in the second half of UW's 93-88 win over Nevada. This guy is the future of the program probably. We love Xavier on this podcast. He's the man. But Marcus Williams, this guy, he's a walking bucket. Uh, There's no other way to describe him. Walking bucket, uh, 15 points in the final six minutes of that game. Close the game out for the Pokes. He's just killing it, man, and pretty lucky to be to have him here in Wyoming, to be honest, because I'm surprised Jeff Linder is a great recruiter. Let's just put it at that. Linder knows what he's doing. He finds these guys. He I applaud him. He he's got he's got this thing ready to roll. Wyoming's not quite rolling yet. Let's not get carried away. But it's looking good. It's looking Ducell, real good. Ducell is rolling though. Ducell's—he's uh, he's the man, dude. He's—he's he's, when he's in the game, he's a wizard with the ball. He plays with energy. He makes plays. The freshman that Linder has brought in—you can tell that he likes them because they're in there in crunch time. They're not always playing, you know, after half or whatever at the beginning of the second half. But they're in there when the minutes matter and when the score is tight. And that's how you know 
who one of Linder's guys is. And I think it's it's extremely telling. You see Marcus Williams in there. You see Xavier Ducell. He trusts these guys already as freshmen, and I think it bodes well for the program going forward. And they're making plays when they're in there. They're, they're not playing like freshmen, like yeah, most freshmen. These would guys be want the ball. They want the ball. They're not timid. They're there to play. They're not there to sit and wait, which is probably something that uh, the guys who were on the roster probably maybe weren't used to, given the state of the program. The Pokes take on San Diego State this weekend. A lot tougher opponent than Nevada. So we'll see what happens with those games. Maybe there's a big win from the Pokes. If there is, we're for sure going to be talking about it next week. That wraps it up for this episode of the podcast. Maybe a couple of big wins. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they get two. I, I don't want to sell Linder and his boys short. If they're capable of anything, it, that is shocking us. They're capable of shocking us at any turn. This is a good team this year. It's been fun to follow along, which is totally different than uh, previous iterations or the last few teams of Wyoming basketball. That wraps it up for this podcast. We really appreciate everybody who listens to the podcast, who subscribed to the podcast, who just enjoys hearing us talk about Wyoming sports, high school, college, and the guys who make it onto the pros, like Logan Wilson. We really appreciate Logan's time. Thank you. I just want to say, if you want to throw us a few shekels, because you enjoyed the Logan interview or you just enjoy what we're doing and want to support us, please do with the link in the description of the podcast. It really means so much to us. We really appreciate everyone's support. Really appreciate all the people who have rated the podcast or shared it with their friends. We see that stuff and it's, it's awesome. It's awesome to see that and see the support and the growth and everything that's come along with doing this. We're having a whole lot of fun. We want to keep the ball rolling. So uh, please do if you haven't done so already. Also, want to shout out Shakewell for the music. And let's get two dubs against San Diego State this week. Some notes and take some time